0: Hey guys, how you living? Are you doing well? Good. Glad to hear that. All right. So this episode was very, very special for me because uh, usually in this podcast, I'm generally the one who's more more comfortable with speaking into a microphone than the other than the than the guest. Generally, as far as broadcasting. And that was absolutely not the case today. So uh, I got to I got to watch a master at work, for lack of a better term. Scott Mann is an absolute monster at what he does, and uh, this area, the Myrtle Beach area, is very, very lucky to have someone like him. And I didn't tell him this in person uh, because we we were talking about other other things, but. I want to say now, Scott, my brother, you are a beacon of light to the Myrtle Beach area. You are bringing music here that we normally would not get from any other vessel. And you are creating festivals where we have the kind of music that this area really, really needs. And I, as a musician and music lover... Am so appreciative of what you do for the music industry in the Myrtle Beach area. So, since I didn't get to say that to him in person, I wanted to uh, voice that now. However, in this episode, we we talked about uh, our diets. We talked about how we feel about. Uh, addictions and how replacing one addiction with another whether that be a drug or other things that that it can be, but I'm not going to give away the whole talk. But at the very end, we talked about really good music, and I always uh, offer you guys a lot of things to listen to, Uh, at least I have in episodes past. This episode, pay close attention to the things that he suggests to listen to, especially if you are a jam band head. If you like jam band music, definitely pay close attention to this stuff, because he... He knows better than anybody else, if you ask me. And I, I think that his uh, his opinion can be held higher than most when it comes to music. So, there's that. Anywho, go to our Facebook page, my stuff. M.i.stuff. Go to our Facebook page. Like the Facebook page. Uh, go to the Discord channel that you can find through the Facebook page. And uh, that is where I post a lot of notes. And things and uh, schedule, scheduling people who are going to be on the podcast. So if you want to find out who's going to be on, go to the Facebook page, click on the Discord channel and get involved in that. Also, go to YouTube, type in Kelsey Hudgens, my name, K-E-L-S-E-Y-H-U-D-G-I-N-S. Type that into YouTube, hit subscribe so that you'll get updated whenever uh, whenever I release a video or go live. And if you don't want to, then don't click the bell. And that's fine. Uh, but, yeah, subscribe to all of those things. Leave us re- reviews and ratings on the iTunes, if you would, please. Uh, ratings and reviews is uh, how I get feedback for and insights as far as how the podcast is doing. So please let me know. I'm not gonna bore you with any more any more plugs or anything. I'll let you get to the content. Um, did this one differently. We didn't go live on this. We recorded it. and I'm gonna rip the audio from the video, which will still be an unedited audio clip. But uh, yeah, you guys don't need to know that though. That's behind the scenes shit. That's for me. That's for me to know. That's for me to know and for you to not know, right? But you know it now. Can't take it away. All right. So without further ado. Episode number 56 of My Stuff, featuring Scott Mann. Enjoy, motherfuckers. I really put time into figuring out this whole thing. Yeah, not really. You'd be surprised. Alright, and see there... Is the camera Bluetooth to the phone? The camera is Bluetooth to the phone, and, uh... Yeah, camera's Bluetooth to the phone, and our audio comes in the actual iPhone here. Okay. So neither one of us need to need amplification, as we're both very, very loud speakers. What? Yeah, what? What? Ladies and gentlemen, this beautiful voice that you hear that you've not heard before on this podcast, but if you've been living under a rock for how long now? Uh, 2019 will be 20 years I've been here. 20, if you've been under a rock for the last 20 years, you haven't heard this voice before. But brother Scott, man, in the house, I'm actually in this house now. It's good to have you in this house, man. I can't believe you've never been in here. Never, not once. I'm not going to lie. I
1: thought I was going to be murdered for a second. Oh, come on. <laughs> Why, <do> they, <laughs> Just, well, we, we do <laughs> have we do have that long hallway. We refer to it as the Green Mile. It's sort of painted green. It's very it's, green. It's um, it takes you from the end of the building <laughs> where they wear ties to where they look like well. This. <laughs> you know. So Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, all the years you Cornbread has done so many things with us over yeah, here. I can't believe
0: you've never been in here. Yeah, I am pretty sure Smitty has uh several times. I don't I don't think this is my this is my uh my virgin voyage. And this is your first time on a podcast? Uh yeah. I think this may be my very first podcast. Man, I'm so glad that I have <laughs> I'm so glad that it's me. <laughs> yeah. So we've had really good conversations several times, and I'm sure a lot of that it's stuff. Very was, strange hours. At very strange <laughs> hours, and uh, usually, uh, I know that we had a pretty good talk at uh what was it a Bloody Mary thing at a, at Half Shell? Was it a Bloody Mary? It was the uh, oyster roast. Oyster, oyster roast Roast and Bloody Mary. Yep. Yep. And uh, for Surf Rider, for Surf Rider, which by the right. way, the chili cook is coming up soon. Oh, chili cook when is that? It's that's October, I believe. That always falls on the weekend of my birthday. And the uh, is it the Blue Crab Festival or the Shrimp and Jazz Festival? The one in Cornbread? Little River, yeah. Cornbread has to play that every year. That's, that's like the Blue our, crab festival, yeah. That's one of our. If I could make a suggestion to the people who put
1: on the Blue Crab Festival, mm-hmm. I'd like more blue crab food right <laughs> that's, that's you, it that's it you know I think it's, it's it's this huge great event and it draws so many people and there's music and everything yeah. but like, I, like every third booth I want somebody cooking something with blue Crab.
0: yeah I mean <laughs> you, you would think uh, and I get I'm not a huge seafood guy which I'm in the wrong part of the world for, for that well, I know plenty of people who won't touch anything that comes out of the water that live
1: around here. To me, that's insanity. But that's, yeah. you know, to each his own, right?
0: Well, I, <laughs> and I'm not that. I'm not that that in depth about it. But I, uh, I don't know. I just I prefer I prefer steak. Land dwelling animals. And and me, I I am by no means
1: vegetarian. I mean, but, yeah. but I don't eat beef. I haven't eaten beef in twenty some odd years. Really? I eat chicken, fish, pork. I live in the South. I can't not eat pork. Yeah, right? absolutely. You know, but, um, but yeah, I gave up beef a long time ago. And when I have that real serious red meat Jones, uh, either I'll go for tuna or I'll go for lamb. Okay. Or if it's available to me, I, I will go to venison.
0: Oh, dude, there's nothing better than that. But you have to cook it right or it turns yes. into a like a Rubber. shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, i will to a lot of, uh, like I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast a lot and he has this guy named Cameron Haynes on who is a uh, very adamant about like having like people to, should have to actually kill the food that they eat. So see that, that see under- that's
1: where I get left behind because
0: like I will eat venison until, you know, is it
1: you, yeah. you put it to me, I will cook it up. We'll, I'll share it. We'll eat it. Exactly. Uh, I, I, no, I don't hold things that. Me neither. That, that shoot. I don't, I'm not making, I'm not cast. I am not getting into that discussion. It's oh, just absolutely. not right for me. Well, that
0: was part of the discussion. <laughs> that was part of the discussion that we had that day at the uh, at the Bloody Mary uh, competition, uh, the Surf Rider thing. But uh, yeah, we're not going down that no, road. My no. listeners have already heard me rant about guns representing the weakness of all humanity <laughs> more than once. So we're not. When this Keep the, talking. I don't have to say a word. But he uh, <laughs> seemed to have the subject covered. No, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They, 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 these people know how I feel about that. But uh, Cameron Haynes is, is a, a, what's the word, a proprietor, proponent? Is that the word? Proponent. A proponent of. People who want to eat meat should have to see what is involved in you being able to eat that meat. And you know, I can get behind
1: that ninety-nine yeah. Yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. You know why I can't get behind it hundred percent is because
0: I'm fine with it as long as you don't make me do it. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I'm the same way, man. Like I, yeah. I, I just I don't have that in my heart. No, man.
1: and I went through I went through a period of time, a couple of years, in fact, um, until fairly recently, where for my wife and I, like meat was a weekend thing like yeah we'd have some barbecue on the weekend or yeah. we go to a, you know we'd go to a barbecue make something you know oh, yeah. and then during the week we tried to stay basically meatless and i went like that for a couple of years and then well you know how was the, how were the beginning stages of that was that an easy transition it, for you it, it we started off Less than that, you know. We started off just every so often having a meatless meal, and then it kind of became a challenge for a while, you know. <laughs> and when I say a challenge, I mean in the positive sense, like okay, now we now let's see how long we can go, or like you know. Uh, and but I mean, it's uh, I love streaks, yeah, you know. And I, I I need to get back to it. I feel better when I. Eat. Eat less meat. It's just you know I I am not I'm not an advocate for vegetarianism or veganism simply because I love to cook and I love oh yeah yeah. you know I don't have to eat meat two three times a day every day to still want to have you know good pork roast once in a while (laughs) you know but exactly um, but the truth of the matter is is there's fairly significant research out in the world somewhere that says that if you take the level of illness and compare it to any country in the world and compare it to the level of meat consumption, it's fairly, they, they run very, fairly concurrently. If I can use a word that's far more intelligent than I am, <laughs>
0: you but, I do it all the time. But, but, I don't even have to know what it means. It, it, but it but
1: like. I mean, it, it, it seems that it, it really, the research seems to show yeah. that the more
0: eat, meat that a society eats, the more illnesses in said society. I can believe that. Especially, there's there's something to be said too about the the slaughterhouse side of things, where an animal killed in that sort of uh, situation is going to leave some sort of bad juju in their muscles. I mean, I don't. I this is me being <laughs> crazy me now, but no, you but, know, if hey,
1: look, if 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 that is the way the the lines along which someone's beliefs runs, I mean that you know, even Native Americans, you know, absolutely. they Native Americans when they would eat meat they would kill an animal and they would honor it and they would pray over it and that whole, because they felt that the animal gave their life so absolutely so they could continue to live and it was it, there was a whole ceremony around it I guess again yep. something I know very little about but you know once in a while I read um, but, <laughs> same, well, same here. <laughs> but you know there there is something to be said for you know if you do that you know that like completes the circle of it. Yeah. It's a lot different than you know going over to you know Kroger and just picking up something exactly. and a vein in a
0: styrofoam case. You know, and that's more the that's more the thing that I that I mentioned. Cameron Haynes that he's 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 the proponent of is uh, that you, you sort of have to honor this animal because they've put in time on this earth to grow to feed you, and you have to appreciate them for that. And it's almost, and he's a bow hunter as well. I'm pretty sure that he doesn't use the the guns, which I'm not as. I I, I think that that's that's fair game if you ask me. A bow bow hunter, a bow hunter. Yeah, because you're earning it. Yes, you're earning it.
1: You're giving you're giving the animal a chance, and you're earning it. You know, it's like (laughs) you know. I mean, I've seen some extreme things. To be funny, where yeah. they say, you know, you want to make it fair, let's arm the deer, you know, and oh, see right. how that goes. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, I think that if you're going to take it back to its most primitive, most primitive way of doing things, okay, that's I agree with you. That's that that seems fair. That seems fair to me. You know, um, yeah, that seems fair. I think so. You know, but I, I want to throw this at you, and I, I have no idea how we got here. And this, this is, is This fine. is this why is you fine. came in with no notes, because you knew it would just travel. Yeah, of course. Um, I was out, and, and I guess this goes along the, the lines of honoring the animal or cruelty to an uh-huh. animal. I was out on the uh, State Park Pier with my wife the other day. Okay. Um, we go there a lot. And I love to watch people fish. I do, and it's always cool when somebody finally catches something, Oh yeah, you know, and it's fun to watch everybody freak out when somebody brings in a baby shark and all the kids lose their mind. Um, But despite the fact, and and this is one that I get, I don't even talk about much because I get a blowback on it, you know, Uh, fish are a living creature. Yes. Okay, I get it. You want to catch fish, you want to eat fish, you want to throw them back, whatever. You know, all my life I went fishing with my grandfather. He always threw them back. Oh, yeah. You know. I don't mind. I, like I said, catch fish, give it to me, I'll cook it up. Loving on it. Yeah. But, the like, there was one guy on the pier who anybody that caught little ones, he would keep them for bait. And so this guy next to him caught a small fish and handed it to him. And I, my thought was, okay, you'll throw this thing in a bucket of water. This guy just dropped the fish on the pier and waited for it to die. And I... I, was, I found myself really upset by that, and it, surp- it caught me off guard how yeah. how that bothered me. Because, oh, no, I get it. It's bait. And yes. there's somebody who's going to look at me and go, it's a fish. Yes. But, yes, it's a fish, and it's suffocating. And you know what? Put it in water when you're ready to use it. If you want to use it in pieces when you're ready to use it. Pull it out of the water. Bang, pop the head off really quick, you know, be, be sort of be sort of humane. Yeah. <laughs> throw the fish in the throw the head in the water for whatever wants to eat it, and then proceed to do your thing. But really? really I mean I don't know just throw it there and wait for it to suffocate I mean that, who the hell are we the animal that is decision? feeling something Absolutely. I'm sorry I hate to sound like one of those crazy pita people because nah. again I'm not I had a turkey sandwich for lunch and I had ribs for dinner last night so I mean,
0: <laughs> you know I'm not really going there but it just seemed oh, yeah. it just seemed inhumane yeah I 100 <laughs> percent agree I, I, see I'm the sort of person that's like Outside of an insect that makes its way to inside my house because that's my territory, you know. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no,
1: no. Spiders and mosquitoes and house flies. Yes, you know, you, you have bullets painted on your bed. Ba- your targets painted on. There's your just back. something There's
0: no, no, I- primitive about. it And I, oh,
1: dude, I love killing the flies. I with, catch them. Oh, oh, that's that's impressive. I'll sit there and I, I mean, I'll sit there until like chopsticks. No. I mean, yes. No. But no. What I like to do is, and I did this once, just. Without even thinking about it, and it works really well for me. Yeah. I like to take a dish towel and, in the kitchen and use it the way we used to do it as kids with the towels. Oh, yeah. I like to take the fly lands on the counter
0: and it's like, pop! There you go. See that? It, but, and then again, uh, how, how is the fly different than the fish? But the fly, um, Somehow, yes, it is. But, yeah, I,
1: I but, agree. But, I agree. But, but and if then, I don't but know but why, again, when I pop said fly with said dish towel, said fly dies. Right there. It, yeah. It's bang. True story. You know? yeah. And it's no different than when you hit it with a fly, swatter, or a newspaper, or whatever. Bang, it's gone. No suffering. Yeah. Now, you catching it in your hand, on the other hand, do you, and you just let them, I don't like you let him the You let them off. sit there in the dark,
0: scared and unknowing. Oh no! Well, this is the thing, though, because a, the, a fly's lifespan is like what, twenty minutes? I don't even or know, or something like that. Well, doesn't that make it
1: even more egregious? The damn yeah, thing only lives twenty like, minutes, and you just took half its life away. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say the there time and pull that pull it, the wings, does the time that I it, crush it immediately? Does the time that it's a maggot count in its life cycle? <sighs> These are the, the interesting questions that we tackle.
0: What's funny is we get to witness the, the larva stage, and then what it actually becomes, is that what we're going to do? Are we in our larva stage now, and whatever we do after this is going to be when we receive our wings to do whatever it is that we do next? Okay, now I'm not going spiritual with you. No, no, now we've crossed the line into uh, you you had to...
1: uh, That's something I would have needed forewarning to think about, (laughs) (laughs) you know? I've already worked half an eight-hour day, okay? I can't be expected to think that hard. (laughs) That's totally understandable. (laughs) But Uh, I... But are, are we in our larva stage? Is that what you
0: said? What if we are?
1: I... I'll be you know what I'm okay with that because everything else that's in its larva stage looks like a worm and I I, I ain't pretty but <laughs> I don't like that. No, I've got the, no no, yeah, no we worm. have appendages you know when I see a, when I see a fly in its larva stage I I don't get to witness it turn into a fly because if I'm looking at maggots chances are I'm looking at them on the way out of somewhere yeah, you know? yeah I don't want to be here anymore true story no I'm taking them out <laughs> <laughs> you know Headed to the hose, which for some reason doesn't work, but it's your first instinct. Rinse it out. Rinse it out.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Right. Anyway. As far as a fly is concerned. So, I agree 100% that there should be some sort of a more humane situation that goes on with the... I I don't want to see something that's alive suffer. And that's just, I guess... Well, of course not. And, you know, that's why...
1: You know, I, I like to, I, when it comes to eating meat, I like to try and get it organic, yeah. try to get it uh, local if possible. Best you can. You know, you do the best you can. Yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is... You know, there's been a million loud advocates who are much more educated on any of this than I am. But we know when you see some, when you, the chickens and they're raised in little tiny boxes, yes. on, and we know that the factory farms for the big pork producers, they have genetically modified hogs that yes. are so big they never stand up in their entire lifetime. They never stand up. Because they're modified to be big and create giant pork chops and ribs,
0: they, they can't hold themselves,
1: and so they can't hold themselves up, and it's um, it sounds a little bit inhumane.
0: Yes, um, my dad had a chicken farm, so I witnessed that. You know, like he sold them, but I, there's like ten thousand chickens in one the size of that hallway, basically. Yeah, and you know, you I think
1: most people would come out against that. In a, in a, you know, if they forgive the, forgive the terminology, but gun to the head, what do you think of this? Yes. I mean, I think the answer would be no. That's probably not very good. But I think that we tend to, and I think that to a certain extent, we have to ignore certain ugly aspects of life to yes. a certain extent to get through our own days. Because if we thought about where. You know, if you think about where everything you eat comes from, to a certain extent, you can be a healthier person, but you can drive yourself crazy. Yeah. You know, oh, my God, well, let's see. I'm in a situation where I'm traveling. I need to eat lunch, and um, there's uh, this is the only place for miles that I can eat. Am I going to ask him if his chicken is free range? Exactly. <laughs> you know, what I mean, you, do, you, you can only do high. the best you can. You know, you can only do the best True you story. can, but, these, but it, th- there are some ugly
0: truths. Well, I have been, and not... Not a not to sort of shift gears, but I've I'm I'm more I allow myself to eat anything I want to eat as long as I prepare it at home, and I'll let myself have like three or four meals a week where I go to a restaurant. But I've completely sworn off all fast food, like zero That's fast a, food in the last four months. I had I
1: there is one there is one place that I list as an exception when necessary, maybe two. But like, um, I'm not going to name anybody. Yes, but, for sure. Um, but like, being a non-beef eater, yeah, uh, the burger joints never even fall into the equation. You know, all none of them. You That's know, good. The, That's the burger good joints never for even you. fall into the uh, fall into the equation. Um, you know, I like a chicken sandwich every now and then. Of course. But, um, but even that is something I limit myself to. You know, to fairly regular, relatively rarely. Because you know it, it's just not that good for you you it's know not. and it's just I have overprocessed. I unfortunately have had to deal with the results of living a lifestyle that's just not that good for you, and now I live a different lifestyle, so I don't have to deal with that again
0: yeah I, I, I'm in the same boat man like i've uh I just spent a lot of years a lot of years like uh sucking down rupple mitts every night. <laughs> and, and just, <laughs> No, that's a different
1: kind of. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, but you to give you the all the credit
0: in the world, you noticed it. Uh, well, it took a lot of other people noticing it long before I did. But you did something about it. Yeah, I, I I did that. I I don't I don't like why I did something about it. I wish I would have been like, oh man, I have a problem, I need to cut this out, and rather than me seeing, oh man, I'm going to push everybody in my life away mm-hmm. from me. So I, I better stop that. But did you just did. Just making the decision to stop was that
1: where it ended? Yeah. Well, th- that's yep. how I quit smoking cigarettes.
0: Same <laughs> here. Well, because I, I quit smoking cigarettes two weeks before I quit drinking, and and nobody died. And you killed not even me. No one. But you you killed no one. No, I'm qu-
1: quitting booze and quitting cigarettes at the same time that's um you know that yeah you you didn't hurt anybody it was a strenuous time for
0: cornbread it was very very difficult time to be a member of cornbread at that that time
1: apparently it was a very difficult time to be married to me when i quit smoking too
0: well um people don't understand what that does to your brain like something that like nicotine has a very very high reward uh capacity for your reward center like it, it just skyrockets. Right, but it only, right, but it only
1: takes three days for that nicotine Jones to go away. It's the whole psychological thing. Yes, That's, the,
0: dead. That's so hard. Um, did you find yourself doing this a lot? Like, I, because you're, your well, motor motor functions? Well, used I, to? The,
1: the weird thing was was my wife is a very large proponent of natural ways of dealing with things. As she should be. And and I, I she's mar- she's very good at it. And We were up at a health food place in Little River. This is, I mean, I haven't smoked cigarettes in uh, 16 years. Good on you for that. 18 years. I don't know. 2002? 16 years. Okay. Yeah. Um, So this was a long time ago. And we were at this health food store in Little River that is long since left. Yeah. It exists. R.I.P. But we we walked in and I'm just all pissy because I am, because I'm,
0: you, know, yeah, exactly. you, know, going through you want a cigarette and you're not going to give it to you. And
1: um, my, my wife said, told the woman there that what was going on, and she gave me, she, she she gets this somewhat judgmental, disgusted look on her face and it reaches in a jar, you know, the glass jar, yeah, 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 yeah. reaches in a jar and pulls out what looks like a twig and shoves it in my face and says, here, chew on this. Okay. She goes. Do you? She asked me if I like black jelly beans. I said yes. I'm one of those people. I do like black
0: There's jelly beans. Grateful Dead and licorice, man. Yeah, there is.
1: Yeah, but people who like licorice really, really like licorice, licorice. and yeah. I do. I do. I really like Grateful <laughs> Dead, and I really like licorice. Sambuca. So what she had given me is licorice root. Okay. Now licorice root has this um, compound in it, naturally occurring, that. Over an extended period of time can increase your heart rate. Okay. And so you That's don't cool. want to do it for more than ten days. Yeah. But she said, here, buy this many, and use them over a period of ten days. Don't go beyond ten days. Should last about ten days. So, and any, and the few people that still work here that yeah, were, were here, here, here when I was here will tell you the because I quit. This was when I I quit smoking the day I started working here. So for the first, oh, wow. for the first like. Few, couple of weeks who is this guy for the first couple of weeks they saw me people saw me walking around here carrying these licorice twigs and chewing on them and then you know it becomes not to be disgusting but it becomes pulpy you spit it out and yeah. it gets shorter, shorter and by the time I ran out it was the tenth day and I had no urge to smoke that's amazing <laughs> so it's uh, it's it worked for me that is amazing
0: <laughs> yeah I just I Obviously, I'm not going not gonna to give give too much away, but I, I picked up a bad, I picked up a bad, a really bad habit once I stopped the cigarettes and the alcohol, because that's a huge dip in your intake as far as, like, the sugar from alcohol, like, you don't realize how much sugar's in alcohol when you oh, stop, yeah. and it's a uh, craving candy, but then the cigarettes were gone, and I picked up an awful habit that no one should ever do, and they say that if you do, if you do the habit that I picked up, the cigarettes and drinking just comes in the package, basically. And I'm not gonna, my listeners know yeah, what not, this uh, is. Do you, do you, I'm sure you. We've had this conversation, but I, I just got to the point where I, was, I realized I had an issue, and then I was re- constantly replacing that issue with something else, and it was not natural. It was like the. Like for instance, your licorice sticks or something thats something very, very natural that you can wean yourself off of this thing. And I was just using unnatural thing after unnatural thing to try to wean myself off of this thing that I needed to get out of my life. And huge mistake. But I think I, I think I probably could be where I am now. Could have been where I am now within three months of stopping if I would have just, just stopped. Yeah, just man. stopped rather than all the other stuff <clears> that happened. How, how do you feel about how do you feel about that that whole replacement aspect of something in your life if you if you have an issue and I don't know if, if you've recently in your life had an issue that you wanted to no that was the last you know yeah that was the last thing
1: I needed to quit any issues that I have are um, not that kind of nature. Yes exactly <laughs> you know? um, but uh, I think we all do it. You know, I think we all so do to you transference know. or whatever. Yeah. I mean when I quit smoking, I'm sure I gained weight. Oh, <laughs> you know. Great. Um, by the time I got, you know, diagnosed with my illness back in two thousand ten, I weighed like two hundred and thirty pounds. Which if you I I don't know I remember you that. you remember me back from yeah. back then. I was a bigger person. Um, I wore thirty six inch waist, now I wear thirty two inch waist, yeah. you know. Um but uh, yeah, I'm sure. I you know when I first moved to South Carolina back 20 plus 20 some odd years ago, yeah. I moved to the Upstate and discovered sweet tea, biscuits, and gravy, and just <laughs> went nuts. You know? What are you um, going? <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. But um, you know, but yeah, I think when I quit smoking, I probably did eat more. You know, and replaced yeah. that with that. And yeah, I, I there's all kinds of replacements. And that's what they tell you. And maybe, you know, for some people, they find that they can replace it with exercise.
0: Yes. You know, that
1: kind of thing. Um, Sometimes people quit drinking and a religious aspect comes into it. And, you know, they just put all their energy into that. Yes. And, you know, that... You can be addicted to things that aren't necessarily, you know, going to kill you. Yes, (laughs) but there's
0: still an addiction nonetheless. But
1: but it's still an addiction nonetheless. It's still, okay, I used the cigarettes as a crutch. Now I'm using this, and I'll turn to this when I have a problem. Or, you know what, whenever I have a problem, I'm going to go to the gym or whenever I, you know... It'd be nice, and I say this knowing full well I couldn't do it, (laughs) it would be nice if when things got tough, you could just sit down and figure it out. But... That seems so simple, but it's yes, just it's not. it's, rid- it's not. impossible. For you know, it's not impossible, but you know what I'm saying.
0: Absolutely, and that's and my listeners know this. My this what this podcast is for. This podcast is my natural my natural uh, way of getting off of the other things that I had in my life that I needed to let go of. So now I use this as a as a means of feeding that monster, if you will, and. It, it, I feel like we all have that that monster or whatever this like something that we shouldn't do that we feel like we need to do and it's like this monster isn't gonna be satisfied until it gets what it wants. So it's like I, I used the the reward center that I gain from being listened to or <laughs> Or being, or, or having, because I like to talk. I like to, I like to spread my I'm, information. I'm sorry, I just can't relate to any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, look what I do for a living. I, know, I mean, man. you know, I've always wanted to do this since I was six years old. I mean, this was just the only thing I ever wanted to do was be on the radio. Um, you nailed it. But, well, you know, I guess it depends who you talk to. But yeah, trust me. Uh, but I'll speak you, for them. Thank you. But you know. Um, no, there's no doubt about it. It's funny. You talk to people who do what we do. Yes. Radio, band, musician, actor, comedian. Comedians, especially comedians. Well, are, we're
0: all comics.
1: Yeah, but, like, true, like, stand-up comedians, yeah. like, they're just crazy. Yes. And they're the first ones that'll tell you. I yeah. know a lot of They're just crazy. But it, it's, I mean, it, you, when you have the... The issues that seems to come with being a creative person. Yes. Because that's what's funny, you know. Most creative people, like, are in therapy. You know, I mean, they're, yeah, exactly. they're, You know, they're, they had that because when you're creative, people tend to have, to put to put it as simple as possible, tend to have big hearts. Yes. They tend to be very emotional. You they feed get, that side of your brain more. You get hurt easily, you know, so when you do stuff like we do, it's the total opposite, like you walk out and everybody says nice things to you, or, you know, when you're done, they clap and say, yay, and you feel good, Mm. and, you know, you don't, it's, there are those that would say that, you know, you know, ego, I don't know, but if it's that, or drugs,
0: (laughs) you know, it's that, or a bottle of Jack every day, or, you know, I mean... Or, or we have people like us pushing the drug agenda in music in this area... Oh, well, there's that, you know, but I mean, you just can't have good music without
1: drugs, right? Yeah,
0: that's that's the rumor.
1: <laughs> oh, that was a fun that was a fun old
0: story. We have Maybe. to we have to talk about that. Do we? Just, okay. just for a second. All right, no, I'm, d- I'm just down. Just for a second, I'm down. And all so, of, uh, you, you, go ahead. <laughs> so for the for the listeners who are not familiar with what we're referencing, there was a, I, I I play music through an agency, and there's a guy named Scott who also runs that. And there was a Craigslist post. What two, two and a half, three? It's got to be two or
1: three years ago now. And
0: uh, someone was just absolutely. It's. It, it, it read like a disgruntled artist in the area who may have been getting passed over because apparently my agent. And Scott Mann here were pushing the the drug agenda, or, 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 or I think uh, the quote was,
1: and um, drug I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what your feelings on censorship are on this particular podcast.
0: Absolutely no, we we're we're so explicit, I can speak freely. Okay, speak freely, freely. Okay. I,
1: I believe the quote from the the Craigslist post was um, between the fact that Scott Bird has a lock on all the venues in the area. Yeah, and Scott man pushing the drug music and shitty Americana. Good musicians can't get a break or something. And um, it became <laughs> so i um I posted. <laughs> the Craigslist thing I, yeah. on Facebook because I thought it was amusing. And it, 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 of course, it blew up, you know, between oh, yeah. between Scott Bird and myself. Well, we know most of the working musicians yes. in town, and Absolutely. of course, one thing after another, after another, after another. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, for for like three years now, Scott. That's the first thing Bird says to me when he says, well, "What are you
0: doing out here, fucking up the music scene?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, I posted that picture of you guys when me and uh, me and Smitty were doing a duo at a uh, Springmaid yes. Spring Maid Pier. Which oh yeah,
1: more. That, I remember that, too, because that night we had some friends in town uh, oh, cool. from the band Firewheel who they were playing in, Jerry, at Jerry Fest the next, the next day. That's right. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yes, we still, I, I ran into him uh, a few weeks ago and the same thing, you know. <laughs> in
0: other news, that night was the first night that we did Dark Side of the Moon. That's right. And it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you and lyrics. It was, Kelsey, I, and I, lyrics. You know, I make, up, I make up all the words. I make up all the words. It, it, see, I'll do a song incorrectly like five times, and then I'll like somehow I'll just get it right one day. <laughs> then, but the only problem is, is that I get it right to my satisfaction, not to everyone else's. <laughs> well, funny, did I, I told you the the follow
1: up to that whole. Destroying the music scene thing, right?
0: I don't, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm okay. So like,
1: not. It's about a year, year and a half ago.
0: Now. Yeah, about a year and a
1: half ago, my wife and I are down in Charleston at the Poorhouse. Okay, seeing Danger Muffin love be, those guys danger i saw him at the rectory of paulie's yeah. island on How sunday was that by the way I, it was exceptional and phenomenal now and, does the
0: church do that or is yeah that, all Saints puts so that on. awesome man all saints
1: puts that on and they make a very very solid point of saying the guy comes on stage and i confess i don't know his name i haven't been yep. personally introduced to the gentleman but he comes on stage and he says all saints does this for pauly's island and just for pauly's island and just for the community because you guys love it and uh, we love pauly's island and boom here it is and they pay the bands and you know the, the church yeah. pays for everything it's free everybody comes down brings their lawn chairs That's and their, so awesome and their wine and their beer and
0: yeah, yeah little
1: food and everybody has a great time um The show was phenomenal. Danger Muffin usually is. Uh, Those guys have been friends for years. So my wife and I went down very early and stayed very late. But um, I was down there seeing Danger Muffin down at the poorhouse in Charleston. And uh, I forgot who was opening, but it was between sets. And this guy walks up to me. Now, mind you, I'm two hours from home. (laughs) And this guy walks up to me, and he goes, Are you Scott, man? And I said, yeah, Um, you know, and that's not that unusual. You know, you know, the circles we run in, everybody goes. But, you know, it's not even that. The circles we run in with all the jam bands and everything, we all travel to go to shows. We see each other all over the Carolinas. And now through Facebook, you see our pictures all the time. Right. So I said, yeah. He goes, goes, I think I owe you an apology. And I said, what? I said, why? I I don't even know you. (laughs) And he said, um, he said, a while back, I threw some shade on you online, and that's the first time I've ever heard that term "threw some oh, shade on you." Man. But I said, "Huh?" He said, "I." Having a real bad time at the time, and I put up this Facebook post or this uh, this Craigslist post about. Um,
0: you met the guy.
1: The guy came
0: to me. Oh my god!
1: And he said I was going through a tough time, and I'm sorry. And I said, Don't, I laughed and I hugged him, and I was like, "Dude, we had so much fun with that." <laughs> but you know, I said it's all good, water under the bridge. You know, and I mean it was kind of ironic because. Um, Danger Muffin is a band that falls under both the categories of of druggy jam music and shitty Americana, <laughs> being being, yeah. being neither and being both. Absolutely, they, you know. So, it was, and he was at that show. So. There's that. <laughs> <irony>. <laughs> the final irony. The final irony. I couldn't have made that
0: up. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I can't believe this. Does Scott Byrd know this? Yeah. Yeah, I told him that. Oh, man. That's great. You know why? Because we all, <coughs> there were speculations amongst the, the musicians. so. To, to who, who did it that. Was, and that I must, thought that, that we had it,
1: like. I that thought, must have been an interesting conversation. Oh, man. Um, no, there was, there was talk of who could it be, who could it be. Yeah. Um, you know, the final analysis was obviously it was somebody who was having a great deal of difficulty getting a gig. And, um, well, every time he turned around, he heard certain names and saw certain things. And the next yeah. thing you know, you're driving yourself crazy. I
0: can relate. Oh, yeah, I do it in this house with the push
1: pins on the No, no, I can relate. I mean, hell, you know, we all, we all uh, when, we're in, when we're not at our best. We all attach mm, rather more significant meaning to certain things than certain things oh, yeah. are entitled to. And
0: in dire situations, I mean, you, that's, you have a fucked up mentality of how how things are supposed to go when you're in that situation. That's what I'm saying. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, I see that. Yeah. So a lot <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> in this industry. So we were talking about the uh, uh, the the church thing. We uh, or or the the church putting on this this game. I think. Cornbread was actually supposed to do that at one time in the past, like when they first started doing it a couple of years ago. They do it four times a summer. Yeah, and I think
1: they do it in like May, June, July, and August. Yeah, somebody will correct me. If and I'm I wrong. knew
0: the and I knew the girl who was who was running it at that time, and we we ended up having a, a booking discrepancy to where we couldn't do it. That's and Scott Bird always screwing things up. Yeah, always screwing <laughs> things up, giving us money. I mean it's uh but we we also had a conversation once um at the boathouse and i think it was the maybe the first big something when i opened up for them that was their first time headlining yes yeah and uh we we were talking about i think we had uh we had a friend who had just found god and had sort of you know, lost everyone else in finding God. I don't well, know. You, you know, God casts a pretty big shadow. He casts a pretty <laughs> big shadow. And, and 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 I made a mental note of this when we, when we were talking about the the sort of things that you use to replace other parts of your life with, or things that you want to with with say God and church and such. And. You said something to me that day that I never forgot, and it was that you, it, I'm there's nothing get in trouble now. No no, 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 no. You're not. This is actually this is great. You, you said that there's nothing in the world wrong with finding religion, but finding religion shouldn't mean that you lose everyone else. <laughs> see
1: I don't remember saying that. That's pretty good.
0: <laughs> but you know, that's you. It sounds like you. It, it does. Um, and, and that well, yeah. probably wasn't your verbatim. I mean, but
1: look. I will talk to anybody about this particular subject that wishes to discuss it with me. There was a long time in my life where I tried to create, of course, I didn't realize it at the time, but where I would try to create situations in order to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I have my feelings on this subject just like everybody else on the planet. Yeah. Um, For anybody to say that anybody else is wrong is wrong
0: wrong um
1: you know and my biggest problem with any kind of religious belief has always been that one aspect of it and every major religion is guilty of this every major you know organized religion you know for the most part i mean buddhists just seem to do their thing but um you know the we're right and everybody else is wrong that philosophy is the pro- where my where my so flawed. where my difficulty comes in. And the way that I always explained it to anybody who gave a shit enough to listen, yeah. was spiritual enlightenment seems to be far too big a place to only have one road in.
0: Absolutely. But then
1: again, on the other hand, all we got is 501. So,
0: you know. Um, so many rivers, but they all reach the sea is
1: what yeah. Trevor Hall says. Right. But, I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, most of the philosophies of most religions tend to be around the same thing. Love one another. Try not to kill one another. Try not to lie to each other. Yeah. Respect each other. And, you know, try not to... Fuck shit up too bad. Yeah, you know, exactly. Do your best and try to at least be honest about it. That just seems to be the basic philosophy of every religion. Um, Which are basically the laws
0: of humanity. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, when it starts getting weird, is when it is when I just totally unplug. When it starts trying, we're trying to work its way into our legal system. That's where I t- get twisted. You know, when it yeah. t- starts to work its way into, you know, um, you know, we were discussing whether or not. I should say, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. But but the, you heard the, the the latest news story that's making its way around social media is Myrtle Beach has apparently announced that if you are out in public and you're on the street or you're on the boardwalk or you're on the beach and uh law enforcement official hears you swear, um, you can be taken to jail, you can be given a $500 fine, and... Uh, I, I have a weird take on this, considering that I have to refrain from doing it yes. for a living. You know, I'm not allowed to swear on the air because Surely. these are what they call community standards. Yes. Um, and I get that to a point. But, yeah. I mean, my personal belief is in this day and age, um, I think the only thing that makes these words difficult for people is the fact that we've told everybody for so long that there's something difficult yeah, absolutely. about these words. We've labeled them. You know, uh I don't know. You, you, I, I think that there are that that fuck is a very fun word to say. It's and, so versatile, and it is very versatile. Um, and I think it helps emphasize a point. Yes. Um, I think that, and and to, to make it serious for one quick second, I think that well, I mean, when I go on the air and I have to talk about a musician I adore, like Tom Petty, when he died, and I have to watch my mouth, I think that's a that's, you, know, you can't that, properly describe. Uh, it. For some people, it's not an issue. For most people, emotional turmoil creates, uh, <laughs> you know, strong yeah, language. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if we're gonna classify words, if we're gonna classify words as bad or as harmful or as evil, words you can Here's where it comes in: words you can't use around their kids, use around your kids. Yeah. How about we start talking about words like hate? You know, how about how about we teach our kids more about what really is bad? Yes. You know what I mean? Racial slurs. Yes. Things like that. Yes. Long before you tell your kid not to use the F word, you should be telling your kid not to use the N word. Absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I just I, I don't think that I think that. You know, anything with serious, malicious intent behind it is yeah. a problem. You know, anything that's going to create violence is a problem. Absolutely. Anything that's going to really, I mean, you know, people love to go with the snowflake and the political correction thing. And and, and that's not what I'm, where I'm talking about. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, is every one of us, it's gotten so out of hand. Every one of us were raised to be nice. Yes. Right? I mean, that's the first thing your parents teach you. Be nice. Be respectful. Yeah. Um Don't be mean. Make me look good when you go out into public. Yeah, none of us listen, but that's what we're all taught: be nice. And all of a sudden, people are using things like PC and all that stuff as fair justification for being really, really harsh. And, I mean, you know, you you say, I've got the right, and you know what? Oh, you're being a a precious snowflake. But you know damn well if you were saying some of the horrible shit that you type online that you never have to say to anybody's face. And your mama was standing next to you, she'd be popping you upside the head going, I didn't teach you to talk like that. We're better than this. (laughs) You know? Absolutely. You know, so I I just... You know, swear words in this day and age are fun words compared to some of the other stuff that we could be avoiding saying, I guess.
0: My grandmother, who went to church every Sunday at the same uh, Methodist church at the end of a dirt road, would would still... I mean, she she would swear. And it's the sort of thing she says, it's ugly words, you shouldn't say it. But... I still have people in my family that would that would take throw this around
1: for racial what it, slurs like yeah, oh, there's
0: nothing to it and, take
1: this for what it's
0: worth okay
1: people seem to ascribe a lot of meaning to whether or not you use those kind of words or not yes and people seem to take it as some sort of reflection of the kind of person that you are to a certain extent Bill Cosby never swore in his act do you need any more <laughs> I mean, Seriously, the, I saw I actually saw him several times live. One time, I heard him use the word "shit," and it had a huge effect because he never swore. Yeah. But if that's the best thing at this point, Absolutely. that's the best thing you can. If the best thing you can say
0: about a person is he never swore, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because this is total total side note. Have you know Have you real, uh, heard that Louis C.K. is going back on the air now? You know how do you feel about that situation? Because I'm indifferent. I'm not sure
1: because I don't think what he did was right by any stretch of the imagination. Yes, um, I think that it may have caused some people some pretty uncomfortable feelings for, for certain. I mean absolutely but he never laid a hand on anybody. That's We're, true. He never. I mean, unless I'm uninformed, which is very possible, because yes, yeah, you know I'm, I'm one of these people that when the whole world is talking about something, I get the basic information about it, yes, and then I pull back because it gets to be it's such a, a rabbit thing. hole. You know, a rabbit everything hole. is a rabbit hole. You know, yeah. the cable news. It's yeah, like absolutely. they bring up one subject and will dig at it for hours yeah. and hours. I don't. I, I don't want to hear that. I want to know facts. Your opinions are your own. Yes. You know. um... But. Uh, From
0: what I understand, he never laid a hand on anybody. And from what also I understand is that that they were aware of what was going to happen before it happened. And it was like they're given the opportunity to walk away. And
1: again, that's even more than I
0: know. Yes. But
1: at the end of the day, you know, I'm sure most people have something they've done that the rest of the world might find, you know, pretty upsetting. Absolutely. But he didn't. Harm anybody. He wasn't violent with anybody. He didn't force himself on anybody. Yes. Okay? He certainly didn't drug them. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, Um, what I see with him is what I saw with Pee Wee Herman. Back in the day. Yeah, it's, and, it's in bad taste. And, and and to tell you that, you know, Pee Wee got caught in a, in a porn theater, which, you know, these days with the internet, there aren't too many of those left. Yeah. But, you know, he got caught in a porn theater with his pants down, literally, and it was embarrassing for him. His career went to shit for a long time. I think Louis has got balls to go back on the air, and I would hope that he would do all right. I think he's a funny guy. I, um, I agree. I uh if I was a woman, I don't think I'd tour with him. I'm not making a joke. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't right. think I'd go on tour with him or anything. Uh, but um, no, I mean, w- the guy did some the, the guy didn't do anything illegal. He just did something embarrassing and stupid, and yes. and you know, uh, that does have an effect on somebody else. Especially so, these days. You know, I mean, the public will decide whether they're willing to. Listen to what he has to say and laugh at what he has to say. Yeah, um, how he approaches his return will be will probably make a big difference. If he if he approaches his return by doing a whole bit about it and making it funny or making it self deprecating and doing it the right way, and he's a pretty you know he's pretty talented guy. Yes, he is. Um, he could probably slide back into the world uh, if he ignores it. Or tries to make himself look like the victim. Like, I, I did. all I did was this and my life went to shit for, for you know, however long. Take the spacey route. Yeah, you know, then it's, um, it probably might not work out so well. Yeah. Uh, I think for a while he'll have some trouble selling tickets, but I think that might subside. If he, if, if because he what will happen is YouTube video will pop up and people will watch it. And if they think it's funny, yes. the public has a short memory. I'll give you a perfect example. Today is Michael Jackson's 60th birthday, or would-be Michael Jackson's 60th birthday. Yes. Okay? Um, every time now Michael Jackson has a birthday or something, there's all kinds of talk about the King of Pop and all those big hits and Thriller and seven yeah. songs, you know, nine songs, seven hits. The biggest superstars. Great talent famous. and everything else. And it's All the rest of the shit's just gone.
0: Oh, yeah, all the allegations. You know,
1: all of the rest is just gone. We are freaking out in this country right now because people are doing serious... Entertainers, specifically, and politicians doing seriously inappropriate things and getting called out for it, hence the discussion of Louis C.K. And here's the guy that allegedly violated the worst taboo. I mean, the one thing about all this, uh, about the whole... Me Too thing, it's all adults. Yes. I'm not justifying anything. I think hashtag Me Too, do it till the end of time. Absolutely. Shit's got to stop. It has to. 100%. But it's adults. Yes. Okay? Well, Michael Jackson did involve children. Yes. Or allegedly did. Allegedly, yes. And until we can absolutely, beyond the shadow of a doubt, prove that he did not do these things, and now that he's gone, that's going to be pretty tough. How on earth, in this climate where we're so concerned about hurting one another, can we just remember Michael Jackson as the king of pop? I mean, is Ike Turner ever going to be remembered as the guy who, as anything but the guy who beat the shit out of Tina? Absolutely Of course not. not. And as well, he probably should be. Yes. But Michael Jackson is this untouchable figure who did some things that make, you know, Louis C.K. look like a saint. That's a really good way to look at it. People do have a short memory. And, you know, you can compare what Michael Jackson did even, or allegedly did, going back to uh, Bill Cosby. But again, adults. Yes. Adults. It doesn't make it right. It's a million percent wrong. Absolutely. But to take somebody who did that same kind of thing or did something to a certain level with children and to say, was he a musical genius? Of course he was. I hated that album at the time because everybody else loved it. That's just the kind of kid I was. I'm the same (laughs) person, man. In uh, 1980-whatever-it-was-when Thriller came out, I was in high school, and everybody, including my rock and roll friends, just loved it. And I was like... It was the early 80s. I was just like, that's disco. Fuck it. <laughs> you know? um, my views of all different types of music has obviously changed over the years. But, you know, young yeah. and stupid. And it, it, it's, if it ain't Rush, Ozzy, Osbourne, or Pink Floyd, I don't want to hear about it.
0: Absolutely. Um, but I'm sorry about the Rush <laughs> thing, by the way. What? I didn't mean to upset you on that. What are you talking about? Oh, okay, good. Never mind. <laughs> you don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. it. Good, good. Never mind. Um,
1: but, no. <laughs> That's the thing about music. It's not a competition and there's no need for that. For, you know, everybody makes jokes, but um, but no, I was not a, a Michael Jackson fan. I mean, but as a musician and as a creative person and as a dancer and everything, yeah. he was a very talented guy. I appreciate guy. the voice and the persona, the character He's a Mike very Jackson. talented that guy. There is no
0: doubt about it. And yeah. Bill Cosby was a very talented storyteller. Right. Okay, I still had Bill Cosby vinyls that I'm just afraid of to throw. I, I don't. I don't want to throw them away. I, I, dude, I got you. The whole Noah's Ark thing is one of the
1: funniest bits any comedian ever did ever.
0: Yeah, um, Bill Cosby is a very funny fellow.
1: <laughs> in that record. Uh, yeah. Little did we know that the word "funny" didn't quite mean yeah, humorous. Exactly. Um, duh, but anyway. How long do you let this thing go on? Because well, you know me. I, I I'll talk just, all day, well, and it's, was, it's 20 to 3, and I have to be on the air at 3. Okay, but, well, but I that's mean,
0: what I was just about to say. But, it, but I, you, gonna, you know me. I'll sit here and... Well, I, I wanted to at least give a good 5 or 10 minutes to good music that people should listen to that they oh. would not normally they would not normally hear on, say, radio or... In any other vessel, and I can't. You should have brought this anybody. up first because I will get. Well, yeah, since we're
1: recording this instead of doing it live, okay? Yes. That, that's actually kind of good, and maybe it should come with a preamble because the, the the likelihood of anybody sitting through listening to us ramble on that shit for the last forty minutes you is would probably be slim to none. You'd be so surprised. if they're interested in the music aspect of yeah. it, maybe they, you should give this as a start point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you, you'd you'd be surprised. I want I want to give them something to look forward to. Okay, all right. So uh, your show. <laughs> so the first thing I think that me and you realized we had in common was the Grateful Dead. Of course, that's where most conversations start. <laughs> yes. Um, so the outside of the Dead, which everybody should listen to. I, I don't think there's. I feel the same way. About the dead that I do about the Beatles in the fact that I don't think that there's any, th- any such thing as, a f- as someone who does not like the Beatles or the dead. Just someone who hasn't listened to them enough yet. I'd like to believe you're right. But I know people who
1: have listened and don't like the dead. Um, and or that's okay. I, yeah, I know. They just don't get it. And that's okay. That's okay. Because they're getting that joy that we get from the Grateful Dead somewhere else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully. Hopefully they're getting that somewhere else. But... Um, but no, you're yeah. I mean, The Grateful Dead and The Beatles, sure.
0: Um, give them, give them, just give them, give them some time, you know. <laughs> so what do you time want time to, to know? Who you, I think people should listen who to? Who do you think people should listen to? I, I know, like new story. or historically, it, it, it doesn't matter. I usually give people suggestions of things to watch and listen to that they normally wouldn't wouldn't watch or listen to. But since you're one of the greatest music music no. minds I know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you you listen to great shit. I, you don't listen to bad music. No, I try not to. You know, rush. (laughs) rush.
1: (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, well, I mean, you know, look, I mean, obviously, I run a classic rock station, you know, so you know, I I, and people probably don't believe this, but it is true. About ninety five percent of what we play, I like. Yeah, you know. um, But the truth of the matter is, is no, I'm not listening to any of this when I'm not here because this is what I do here. Yes, same deal. If you if you are, uh, I don't know if you bake bread for a living. Chances are you don't go home and start cooking up loaves. Exactly. Um, I listen to a bunch of different music, but you know, I mean. In the classic world, Pink Floyd is always a positive thing. Absolutely. Um, You know, Dark Side of the Moon, to me, as nobody will be, as, you know, everybody knows, I think this was the greatest recorded music achievement ever, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, But, you know, I spend most of my time listening to jam. Again, no surprise. Not at all. Uh, But... Most of the bands that I love, if people who are watching this listen to The Head Shop, they know of them. Yes. They don't, and they don't listen to that other form of radio entertainment uh, that plays jam band music all the time. Yes. uh, Chances are they don't know the bands that I'll list. But if they do, they'll know it. You know, I mean, I am obviously, you know, I talk about my favorite bands, My The the bands that I... I, You know, it's tough. I had this discussion with somebody the other day. It's hard to say your favorite bands because that can be a different answer at different times. But what I can do is I can tell you who I spend the most time listening to.
0: That's probably the best way
1: to... You know, outside of what... Like, like, yes, I listen to The Dead every week because I've got to come up with something for The Head Shop. Same with Fish. same with Widespread Panic. So that's, you know, I enjoy it, and that gives me an excuse to listen to it. But when I'm absolutely choosing what I want to listen to... Uh, more often than not, I am listening to um let 's see these days Danger Muffin, of course, is one of my favorite bands in the universe. Yes. Everything they do, they touch me in my soul yeah. the way no other band does it 's really weird they start on the inside and sprint. yeah yeah um, obviously big something um there are you could count the number of bands that I would rather see live than big Something on less than one hand. I think they're I think they're probably my favorite live band that. Currently tours, and yes, that includes Dead and Company. Bobby, yes. God, he takes more caffeine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 my friends in North Wilmington, grew Fetish, their album, oh, their album, See It All, is I've listened to that album more in the last two years than. Any other studio album,
0: easily. Those guys are insane. Um, I've never seen anybody advance more musically in the short amount of time that they did. I, I, I love them personally.
1: and I, they're, they're, When I was, real quick, I was given the honor, and it was, was an honor to me because I've been going for five years. I was given the honor of emceeing the second stage at the Big What this year. And the first thing I thought of when they asked me to do it was, I get to bring Groove Fetish on stage at the Big What. I mean that was a huge deal for me. <laughs> um, also uh, Pigeons Playing Ping Fong is a great band. Uh band I'm just starting to just starting to get into is a, a band called Spafford. They're amazing. Okay. I heard really of that. like Twiddle a lot. I uh, I like um, Aqueos Aquios is another one that are just starting to break. They're from up north that like them a lot. Yeah. Um There's new stuff coming up all the time. I listen to, and anybody that was watching my Facebook feed earlier today already knows this because I put the quote up in big letters over the poop icon. Oh, sweet, sweet. Yeah. uh, That album, their new album is... I had
0: them on another podcast the other day. That album
1: is just gorgeous and beautiful and wonderful from end to end. It is. And I listened to it today while I was in scheduling music, and I just, I love it. And, you know...
0: I just it's love that record. It's like you press record. play at the beginning and then five seconds later you're it's at over. the end and you're like, oh my God, where did, I just went away. i got to start it again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, that's a phenomenal album. Um, I really like that a lot. Um, and then some of the bands that were at the Waccamaw Getaway Festival I, I found were so good. Like out of Athens, Universal Psy is a great band.
0: Okay, I uh, think I saw some live video with them. The
1: Freeway Revival. Who, by the way, was down at the pit this past Sunday? Those guys, I I can't say enough about them. They are so phenomenal. They are, they're just amazing. And and they come into the area a few times a year, and people go in and get to see them for free. And let me make sure I'm looking right in the camera when I say this. That shit's gotta stop. Pay the cover. We are never, ever going to. I I mean, this nothing personal because I know you play covers that's what you do, and you're great at it. And I, you know, I come see you whenever. My
0: listeners know I don't, I don't like
1: that. You know, I, I am real big on original music, especially original jam music. Yes, and I hear it all the time. Got to get these bands around, man. They they don't come close. I got to. You can't book bands beyond a certain level without a cover charge because the bands have to get paid, yes, the agent has to get paid, the bar has to make money. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And if you are not willing to pay a cover charge, the level of music cannot improve. It's really that simple, and I get really, really upset about this because I'm one of the few people, it seems, in the world, other than, you know, our buddy Scott and a few others, yes. that, you know, you. I'm starting to be involved with booking some shows. We're doing the, the Walkama Festival with Get Right Promotions, yes. and... I'm the advocate for the musicians, you know, I and, and, and we need that. And, and in all fairness, I mean, every band that we've had at those festivals has been, you know, we book bands, we pay them. We had bands come to us and say, we'll play for free. And, you know, one or two of them actually did because they were local and they insisted on it. But we had bands that were willing to travel from Raleigh, North Carolina and play for free. And I'm like, no way, dude, we're going to pay you. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night knowing you know, that. Yeah. Um, Musicians have to get paid, you know, there's a meme that went around Facebook, you know, only a musician would, you know, take, a, I don't know, you know, take a 500 take $5,000 worth of musical equipment, pile it into a car worth $1,000 and drive 500 miles to make $100. That's absolutely true, (laughs) you know, and I mean, but
0: that's the route that bands have to go to, quote unquote, make it. Tom Smith from the Mullet said uh, a long time ago, he's like, musicians still make the same thing today that we made. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing. 30 years ago, when I would go see a band in
1: Albany, New York, where I was from when I was in my early 20s. Yeah. Even if it was a band like Cornbread, a, a local cover band. We had a a duo like that. They were called Strange Arrangement. They played Floyd. They played Dead. They played all. They played good stuff. (laughs) They were were a duo, and you pay five bucks at the door to go see them. It's just what you did. Yeah. And thirty years later, the cover charge for the average small band is five bucks at the door. The price of everything else has gone up, but it's still five bucks at the door. And there's still people that'll walk up to the few places around here, and I. You know, I, I give them my utmost respect. The Star Tavern and Little River, Bourbon Street, the places that have the the balls. To charge a cover charge for original music, yes, you know, and this is not to cast aspersions on anybody else, you know, you know that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely, the Boathouse Sunday concert series is one of the best inventions anybody's ever come up with. Yeah, it's awesome. Free music on a it's Sunday a afternoon. It's a beacon of light in this it, area. It really is, and you know how I feel about the pit. I would, oh, yeah. I, I would go there every day if it was next to me. Yes, <laughs> you know? absolutely. Um, but. The Bourbon Street and the Star Tavern especially are starting to, and uh, the warehouse in Conway as well, are starting to charge cover charges for certain shows. And a lot of people are paying them. And then the regular who hangs out at the bar is like, I don't want to pay that. And it's like, well, then maybe tonight you don't hang out at the bar because we have this band and the band has to get paid. But at the end of the day, it's five bucks.
0: It's it's so funny that these people will just hang on to
1: that. I mean, I don't want to insult anybody. It's just music is my life. Live music is my life. Yeah. You, you know this to be true. Absolutely. You see me out. My wife and I go out and see bands almost every week. Oh, Yeah up and down from Little River to to, to Pauly's, if there's a great band around, and let's face it, we're pretty lucky in this town that there usually is a really good band playing somewhere, um, we will go and we will support. Um, But the level of bands could rise. There are bands that we had at the Waccamaw Getaway Festival that in most cities and most markets will play the local clubs, and you'll pay between... Outside of around here, you'll pay between ten and maybe ten, fifteen dollars to see them. Some of the better bands, like the Southern Bells, is a great example. Love those guys from Virginia. They are amazing. Uh, they played the waccamaw Getaway Fest this year. Uh, they were at the Big What last week. They're a phenomenal band. They got you know, they got satellite radio airplay yeah, yeah. and everything. These guys will pay 10, 15 bucks. So I mentioned the Freeway Revival. Freeway Revival are from Asheville. They will play in Charlotte and Raleigh and Greensboro, and, and they'll charge 10 bucks at the door to get in. Okay? We can't get those bands into the club environment without charging some money at the door.
0: And I have no problem with that. I, I don't see why anybody else should. I mean, music, it's I keep saying this music isn't free to
1: make, and it isn't free to take. You know, back in the 90s with the whole Napster thing, yeah, we were all guilty of downloading like crazy. But at this level, yeah. you're talking about whether or not a musician can make enough to live. Absolutely. You know, you take a five- You definitely have to choose between gas and food. You usually. take a five-piece band and you put them in the bar, and you, and the bar owner's like, well, I'm paying them $500 to play. So that means each guy gets 100 bucks. except each guy doesn't get 100 bucks because they have to pay their tab. They have to eat. They have to put gas in the car. Yes. And they have to put strings on their guitars and heads on their drums. And by the way, there's no real insurance plan for full time musicians. It's so they've got or gotta, one four or a 401. People have to eat. Look, you would not expect the theater at Market Common to let you in to see a movie for free. You would not expect Starbucks to give you a free cup of coffee. And you would not expect to walk into a restaurant and get a free meal. If you're going to see a band, you should ex- uh, at least an original music band that's yes. been scheduled somewhere to play for you. You know, I understand going into, um, you know, going into one of the beach clubs and having, you know, like you do sometimes, you yeah, say yeah, yeah. playing covers in the back. That's not what I'm talking about. When you're going to see a band that plays original music and yes. is presenting themselves like and, and like when I see group fetishes at Bourbon Street, I'm like, hallelujah. I mean, it's like the Stones coming to the House of Blues for me. You know, when you yeah, see absolutely. when there's a band like that. They're an artist presenting you their art. You don't get that for free. It's, it's not product. free. It's a product like anything else. It's not free. And musicians create art that make all our lives better. There is no art. I mean, I'm sorry, in my world, there is no art that has enhanced my life and been a part of more experiences in my life. Forget about concerts. You know, think of a song. You can think of an experience. Absolutely. Okay, there's no other art that has affected my life like that. I use it to log memories as well. And the idea that somebody who creates something that brings me that much joy shouldn't be paid for creating that is just ludicrous to me. So, yes, those are the bands that I love. Go see them. Pay to go see them. And, uh, you know, tell tell the bars that you hang out. If you really love... If you really love original music and you really love live music, tell those bar owners, yes, I will pay five bucks at the door to see a good band. You know, people will go to the movies and see a a shitty movie and pay 15 bucks for it because they get 3D glasses and walk out and go, wow, that sucked. They don't show up at the movie theater the next time and go, you know, last time I was here, the movie sucked, so I think you should show me the movie for free. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm sorry. This is a passionate issue. No, no, I love. This is great content. You know. So, I'll let it go there. It's almost three o'clock. I got one there. (laughs) Well,
0: well, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, uh, (laughs) of the jury. Am I doing it (laughs) right? No, ladies and gentlemen of my stuff podcast. Scott Man, it's so good to have you here. Treehouse, Brother Jeremy. Yeah, I want to thank you the guys. They played at the uh
1: reggae on the Walkabout Mile with the headline this Saturday night and they just killed it. They just killed it. game. I've so Jeremy great. a very long time. Ago. I just saw they just posted their tour dates and they are going everywhere. Yes, they are. And, and I And they will go everywhere. And they will, and I wish them nothing but safe travels and
0: Bubble gave me the shirt and <laughs> well, uh, we're gonna let you go so you can you can talk to the masses. But uh, thank you for being on the My Stuff, man. Anytime you want it. Love you, buddy. Love you too. All right. Peace, bitches.